Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well i've tried dressing up as our character this evening but um i've, I've basically tried sellotaping two toilet roll tubes to my glasses but it hasn't taken so i've given up didn't work for you know i decided to dress as vicky so i'm wearing a very short dress and um tights okay that's not that's normal for tuesday night that is a there. lovely mental image i do apologize listener yeah. You can't but, say victim without saying Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can. And, uh, yes, you just did. Um, I so, just did. It's a blatant falsehood, really. Yes, yeah. It? It's got, got this uh, recording <clears throat> off to a start, a good start, hasn't it? Mm. Well, this recording is about someone that tells porky pies, isn't it? So, mm, yes, yes. And, and we'll just uh, preface this by saying that uh, I have absolutely no history with this story I didn't know anything about it and and listener you would have heard last week when Ian was trying to prompt me I finally got it but all, the only before he said that the only thing I know about this is that classic you know stills photo yes. of Vicky yeah. with her shoulders up for some reason cowering in front of this black and white creature that's yes. all I knew I didn't know the name definitely and I didn't know that it's a character rather than a race yeah, so I suppose we should say, if you haven't watched it yet, spoilers. Oh my goodness, yeah, 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 yeah. Go please. watch it first. Cause if it's, you don't know what yeah. we're talking about, please do what I did, because I enjoyed it so much more not knowing what was going on. I mean, I yeah, had been... First... <clears throat> Go on, Ian. No, I was going to say, the first time I saw it, I didn't know the story. It's one I did hadn't read the Target novelization for, and I, I think I was a bit like you. I, I'd seen the classic still; it had been in everything the Monster Book. I knew he was called, uh, well, I didn't know how to pronounce it because I'd never heard it. But uh, well, depending on on which point of the story, Coquillian, Coquillian, or Cocky Licking. I prefer <laughs> Cocky Licking myself. Cocky Licking, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I came blind to it. So that's what I was trying to do when you said you'd never seen it. It's like, oh, I can't. Well, say anything, that's really. the thing. That's the thing. You did tip me off because you said don't read anything about it. Right. So I knew that. Oh no, were you not expecting that... the twist then? Well, no, I, I just knew. No, no, it wasn't so much that there would be a twist because, you know, I'm not. This is an oddity in Doctor Who, in it, and, in it, and that's what makes this story so interesting. It's not like other Doctor Who stories, no. and it's not like Doctor Who to have a twist like this. And it's not like Doctor Who to have this charming little two-part story, which isn't all about an alien invasion of a planet or the universe. Um, and it, 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 it's a much more human little story, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's very, very modern in its outlook, isn't it? So I was, I was sort of watching it this time, and the way it's portrayed is very modern. Uh, but this is probably the, uh, both, both at once, the smallest story 
the smallest stakes really, but also it it, it doesn't shy away from the fact that you know the villain we're talking about is is a cold blooded murderer. Mm. You know, there's no sort of ambiguity or he you know he's he comes from an evil race. Well, I suppose he does. He's human, um, but. Um, <clears throat> there's no, it's like he's a killer. He's a cold-blooded killer. There's no attempt to redeem him. I think no, it's really modern. There's yeah. no justification. He's not repentant either. No, is he, you he's know, enjoying himself. Um, also, I, <clears throat> I suppose we should preface this a bit with um, with the sort of the where this fits in the production at the time, doesn't it? Because we just lost Caroline Ford. Not mm-hmm. literally. She's still alive as of this recording. A, oh, don't death, say that. You know how we like, curse we are, people. We're the curse for <laughs> actors. Um, so she had just left. She was the first companion left. So this is the first time in the in the series where a new companion's introduced, other than obviously the first episode, but you can't really count that. Um, so it was very much an experiment. Um, and you can sort of tell, because evidently William Hartner was absolutely gutted that um, Caroline Ford had chosen to leave uh, but you can sort of tell that when Maureen O'Brien came on he must have because they, they sort of had obviously rehearsals the week before this he must have really cheered himself up that she was coming on board and they got on really well and he became very paternal uh, to the actress and, that. and you can tell in his performance can't you this is sparkling I know we refer to Hartnell as sparkling a lot but this is like I don't I'm not sure Hartnell is gets better than this he's really on top form. He's having good fun. I know that. He is. He's enjoying it immensely. And in the next story as well, the Romans, um, you can tell Hartnell is loving it. So I think this was a, an upturn for for William Hartnell's moods right. during filming. See, I haven't seen the Romans either, right. but now I have the ability to because I've had to go and buy yeah. this and it's a double pack. It's the Rescue and yeah. the Romans. No, normally I'd say, well, you need to wait until we choose it. But I would say go, go and watch it straight away. It's, yeah. it's another corking one. All right. If we've got enough time yes. uh, in, in, you know, with all our podcasting that's oh, going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it wasn't that I was tipped off that there'd be a twist. I didn't know there'd be a twist. All I knew was you said don't read anything about it. So there yeah. was obviously going to be a surprise in it. But that could have been anything, you know. Um, yeah, it could have been that the doctor dies in it or something. Yeah. Unlikely. Yes. But you never know. All right. So um, what I did was, as I was uh, watching it, I was frantically scribbling notes. Oh, right. Cool. And I'll read them back to you because, as I say, this is on my very first viewing, I was writing notes. So it's not like I'm, I'm writing notes upon a second viewing. This is These are all genuine, what I'll read out, all right? And you can... I haven't read these back since I, I uh, wrote them, so I don't know if it's going to come across that just when <laughs> I'm twigging that something's not yeah. quite right. This is, right. This is like um, a found footage episode of this podcast, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's get started then, all right? Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> and I've, the first thing I've written is a very battered-looking TARDIS arrives somewhere. Yes. And it is very battered, isn't it? Yeah, it's starting to uh, to look its its uh, age sort of thing. So again, <clears throat> we we sort of forget that the prop was came came in four walls and a top, and between each episode, you know, between the recording for each episode, which was which took place 
uh, once a week on a Friday evening, it was broken down into its flat bits and stored, and then came out, rebuilt, take it back, stored, come back, rebuilt. So how many times, I mean, you could probably work it out, count the episodes. It's, it's starting to look ratty. <laughs> Just about, yes, yeah, oh dear. Um, so that was a bit of a surprise, this early in the show's run. Yep to see it that tatty um and then i've written down really nice crashed spaceship model yeah love lovely model built by shawcraft mm -hmm. um but yeah i thought i thought you'd enjoy the model yes are you tempted to build one i think it'd be quite easy wouldn't yeah, it so, you know yeah. it's just it's a long tube shapes. and you, with an aerial that turns round. but i've seen it before i've seen it in one of my books on bbc special effects or something yeah. i've seen this crash spaceship before so it's a case of aha so this is the story with that spaceship in it yeah there's there's a classic um sort of onset photo of the model um very very clear so it's not a telly snap or anything it's an actual photo that the special effects guys took and that's the one that appears in lots of books and oh, that's most probably the um, one then and that's the one you've seen yeah it's really really clear and also the blueprints still exist for it oh um, really so yeah so um raymond kuzik had the blueprints they appear in quite a few books okay i think the uh, the early years they've got the blueprints from oh, i haven't seen that one okay um, and then I have put, going into it is Vicky. What the bloody hell is she wearing? <laughs> um, it, to me, it looks like it's just a shirt. But is that really a dress? Well, it's, a, it's the 60s, isn't it? I mean, that, people, people wore dresses like that on the street. But um, she looks like, you know, in a James Bond film where he's bedded someone and, and yes, she, she, yeah. she gets out of bed wearing his shirt. Well, I think I, it doesn't help, I suppose, because it's it's black and white. So her... Her very thick, covering everything, they're not even tights, they're more like leggings. They look like flesh. Mm. So from, from a distance you think, Christ, that's a short skirt. But she's, you know, it's, it's, she's basically wearing leggings as well. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, it does look a bit risque for the time. It does. I, that's why I've put, what the bloody hell is she wearing? Um, then I have put, she runs to Bennett, excitedly yeah. telling him the rescue ship has arrived. But yes, it, but name it's, drop for the, the episode, the title already. Yes, but, the, but it's the TARDIS. The rescue ship yes. won't be there for another 69 hours. Which is interesting. So I'm presuming the spaceship has some form of sensors. Hmm. Because it detects some that of that is working. landed in a cave up the mountain. Up the mountain, so, yeah. So good old, good old sensors. Um, yeah, she's quite, she's quite excited... What, do you, what were your first impression of Vicky from this scene? Well, I don't really know an awful lot about Vicky at all. Um, I've, I've, I've watched um, for whatever we were doing. I've watched the, the Space Museum, and she's in yeah. that, isn't she? And, she is, yeah. And, and I think, is she in The Chase as well? Uh, she's in The Chase, yeah. Yeah, and I watched um, that. So that yeah. up until now, that's my only experience of her. I mean, I don't particularly remember her i mean she she seems all right she's likable enough yeah i i like vicky i think she's i mean i th i pref much much prefer her both character and acting to uh susan caroline ford um who i i never really found believable right um but vicky i really like and i like the fact that she's she's immediately got a rapport with the doctor 
And you know, in 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 a scene like one which says when he walked in, I felt I could instantly trust him and remember. And I got a feeling that was perhaps the same reaction between her and William Hartnell as well, because they got on famously. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I like Vicky. She's more down to earth. And there's an interesting scene in this where when she does find out where what year Ian and Barbara's from, and you've got got that juxtaposition where she's actually much much more intelligent and knowledgeable than they are. Mm. Uh, and I know that that falls away sort of in later stories, but yeah, it's 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 cleverly done. But yeah, she's very confident opening for her. Yeah, I've I've seen written down that you know this was written for her. That the, the whole point of this yeah. two-part story is it's an introductory story to the actress, and therefore that's why she runs the gomon of gomon or whatever you call it of uh, of emotions. You know, in this story, it's yeah. a tryout for yeah, her. Yeah. So, um, so David Whittaker was brought in to, to write this two-parter. And yeah, it, that was exactly the brief he was given, which was um, write something quick that introduces the companion and shows her range of acting. So it, was all, it, it wasn't an audition, really, although if she hadn't have worked out, I would not have put it past them doing a Katerina and mm-hmm. <laughs> pushed out of an airlock. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he David Whittaker, of course, um, fantastic writer, very intelligent man. He he's sort of the I won't say he's the unsung creator of, of Doctor Who, because obviously it was a joint effort, but a lot of the stuff we, we know from Doctor Who he created, he brought to the, the mm. you know, the, the, the sort of the the dish. Um but yeah, and I think he does a wonderful job and I think she does a good job. It is a bit jarring that there, she goes through so many emotions <laughs> within a couple of scenes, though, isn't it? Mm. It's like excitement, disappointment. I don't happy, mind it though. Yeah. I don't mind it. I oh, know it all. It all works. She she pulls it off. Can you imagine? I mean, no offense to Caroline Ford, but can you imagine her doing this one? Mm. Um, I think it would have got jarring quite yes, quickly. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think I think I I first suspected something was going wrong. The next thing I put that. I put Bennett warns her about Coquillian. Yeah. Did I say that right? Coquillian. Uh, Coquillian. Well, it's, it's, so yeah, Coquillian. 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 Yeah. And then yeah. I've put he, and I've under, underlined it, yeah. doesn't know about the rescue ship. I think that's the point. It's like what he is a it's a singular person. I think that's when it's like oh, we're yeah. talking about a person this time. Yeah. Not, we? not a race. Although they do mention the race, and it, it, there's there's really clever stuff where that's the way the doctor sort of works what, out what's going, what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's, the, I mean Ray Barrett, you know we we we, we all know him from Thunderbirds and mm-hmm. Jerry Anderson stuff. Um, great actor, but he does play him in a sort of shifty way, doesn't he? In this first scene. No, like, I didn't pick it up. Thinking, Did you not? No, I was watching I... it thinking. Oh God, he couldn't have looked any more guilty. No, if he'd no, have no. Tugged on his collar and gone. No, no, I, I, I was just, um, I was just getting uh, bad tempered, just a bad temper. Oh, right, get, yeah. Because he's laying on a bed, and so he's, he's an invalid of some sort, and he's in a bad yeah. mood, and instantly dismissive of that's not a rescue ship, you know. Yeah, it, um, I didn't pick up find, on that at all. Yeah. yeah, we find out later on that um, the story is that he. After the explosion that killed everyone, he was left that he couldn't walk. Um, but you don't get that until a few scenes. So you're thinking, why is he not getting off the bed? Mm. Is he lazy? 
Um, but he's really good. He, he sparks off well with uh, uh, with Maureen O'Brien. What do you think of the sets of the inside of the ship? I think they look really good. They're all right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't. They, they remind me where you've got a side door and you come in. It reminds me of you know like uh, Land of the Giants or something yes. like that. Wherever yeah. or you know you always got a side door and you can see the the painted backdrop of the you know exterior. Um, but yeah, that 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 the, the actual sets. Uh, tipped me off that something uh, was wrong, but I'll mention that when we reach that oh, point in the story. Okay. Um, um, but the next a bit, bit plywood standing, though, aren't they? Uh, yes, yeah, I can forgive yeah. that though. I, I, I forgive a lot of sixties, um, you know, TV programs, whether it's science fiction or not, you know. Um, and then I have written nice central column shot in the TARDIS, and it is brilliant yeah. to see that central column with the col. Is that a colander at the bottom? It's a colander, yeah. It was a. I think it was a vegetable spinner. You can still buy them. There's a guy that sells them on eBay. He's got like a stock of the original 1960s vegetable spinners. Yeah, we've got a vegetable spinner. Like, Don't look anything like that though. Ah, but yours is probably not from the 60s. You're like no, it's not. One. No, yeah. No. Um, yeah, uh, and it, I think they go for some stupid, like, 150 quid or something oh, like that. Um, I don't know who's building lots of TARDIS consoles there. No. Um, but, yeah, it does. It's a, it's, it's a lovely clean shot. I mean, th this is Christopher Barry, isn't it, the director? And you can tell he, he was one of the best directors they had. Um, and this has got some really nice shots in, some really pushing the envelope shots. Um, but I love this first TARDIS scene. This, I mean... This this has my favourite sort of joke of the whole. I thing. thought of you. I yeah. absolutely. It's like Ian will have a soppy smile on yeah. his face. The whole <laughs> Doctor the Trembling stopped, yeah. and he goes, yeah. "So glad you're feeling better." And yeah. it's like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love that sort of thing. And and Hartnell. I mean, and to be to be honest, the whole cast is sparkling. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. And I don't know how much of that was the relief that William Hartnell got on with the new girl mm. <laughs> could be. Um, but yeah, Ian's great in it. Barbara, it's a really good Barbara story, even though she's a, she's the well-known dragon killer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. upset me. Um, but yeah, Hartnell's really good in this first scene. But this is, um, they're, they're, they're sort of, they're phased, aren't they? Because Hartnell, uh, the first Doctor, is sleeping through the, the landing. That is a red herring because I totally thought there was something up with him, yeah. but it doesn't go anywhere, does it? No, no, he's I, just he's disillusioned because Susan's gone, and that I mean it's it's heart wrenching that the I mean William Hartnell's such a good actor, and uh, when he says uh, Susan open the door, and he catches himself, it's heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah, like, and the know. other two uh, feel for yeah. him as well, you know, in the background. Yeah, no, you, no, no, it's a really, lovely scene. Yeah. You really get a feeling that these these are all friends now. Yep. The you know the the characters. Yep. Anyway, they have arrived in a cave, and uh, Ian and Barbara go off to explore. Yes. And oh, I, we we forgot to mention. Uh, I think this is the first uh, utterance of uh, materialised. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, Barbara I, I, says the ship's landed, and the Doctor says uh, materialised. I think is a better word. Even though a few stories before he says landed anyway. So. Isn't it? I saw that and I saw something. Is it the, the landing sound effect is used for the first time here? I think or, it is, or yeah. take I off. Think it's either landing think, or take off. Yeah, I think it's the first time it's used externally, I think, isn't it? Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because this is very early days, Doctor Who, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. yeah. We're, I think we're just one, we're one year in, aren't we? One yeah. calendar year in. Yeah. 
So Ian and Barbara, they go off to explore, and then we get yes. this... I was a bit taken aback by it. We get this jump cut to our adversary, head on. He's standing at the side yeah. of the TARDIS. We see his face first, this close-up of his face, and then it pulls back to show that he's standing by the side of the TARDIS. He's been there all along. Yeah, he's been watching them. It's, yeah, because normally we would get sort of the glimpse of the hand, glimpse of the foot. But yeah, they just go straight in with, there you go, here's your monster of the week. Do you think, do you think this look was startling? back then in like 1964 yeah I, re I reckon so I mean it's a good mask it's a good mask yeah. and I like the hands and I especially like the feet but I didn't realize you know what the game is here yeah. so it's like oh they've they've let it down because he's just got a robe for a body I didn't well, it's, realize it's a ceremonial outfit yeah well it's that it's that double layer in it where it's a ropey looking monster and you assume it's meant to be a real ropey looking monster but it's not. It's a ropey-looking outfit pretending to be a ropey-looking monster. See, yeah, I didn't know is, that. Yeah, this is pure, like, David Whittaker. He, he, he would like to do things like this, like work stuff on multiple levels. Mm. Um, trying, I suppose now you'd get, oh, he's trying to subvert expectations. Oh, yeah, that's what, yeah that would be the explanation now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Ian and Barbara, they, they get out of this cave and they're on this ledge looking yeah. down on the spaceship that we had seen earlier. And uh, they talk about it being destroyed as it are all the buildings nearby. I looked and looked. I can't see any destroyed buildings in there, can you? No, I. There, there's a few sort of lumps of things. You think, are they meant to be buildings? I, I think this is again where the script was written and the model work what hadn't, wasn't done. Yeah. Because... Because if you look at all the, the behind-the-scenes stuff, they, they hired Shawcraft to do the spaceship and that, but I don't think that Shawcraft built the diorama. Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Coquillion is suddenly there. There's no build-up at all or anything. Uh, they, no, they turn yeah. around to say, let's go back and tell the Doctor, and all of a sudden, he's just standing there. No movement. No sign of life at all. No. No, there isn't, is there? Well, there must be people or things on this planet. Ian. Hmm? Are you going to tell the doctor about this? Well, yes, why not? Well, knowing the doctor, he'll want to go down there and investigate. Well, for once, I'd agree with him, Barbara. If there are any of those crew members left, we should get in touch with them. It's Ian. Well... You are strangers here. Answer my question. Do you come from Earth? Yes. Yes, we do. Where is your rocket ship? You've just come out of the cave. You must have seen it. You landed here in that box. Well, I know it sounds fantastic, but we have no reason to lie to you. Well, obviously you've had a good look around. Did you see any sign of another ship having landed? Are there any other crew members? Yes, there is one. more. He's back in the ship. I would like to meet him. Go and fetch him. I will take you all to the city. Coming, Barbara? Yes.
Why are you frightened? Keep away. I'm your friend. You can trust me. Can I? Uh, he's light on his feet, really, for a big old monster. And he's light on his voice. I really like the yeah. voice. The voice is great, yeah. Mm. No, uh, no, no over-the-top no. threats or anything like that. And this, this makes it chilling that he's... Because you don't know. You, you sort of... Again, you're sort of programmed to think he's an ugly monster. He must be the villain sort of thing. But you don't really know when he first appears. And I certainly didn't, you know. All I know is from, you know, what Vicky and Bennett were saying is like, you know, he doesn't know about the rescue ship. You mustn't tell him yeah. about it. So there's some sort of, like, fear yes. of the guy. Um, but he's saying about, you know, um, I want to I take all three, when he finds out there's a third person, I want to take you all to the city. He talks about the city. Um, and... Uh, Ian goes off to get the Doctor, but he blocks the way for Barbara, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He sta stands in the way and then uses his, uh, his magic spanner I've got, to bring the ceiling down. I've put here, he's got a monkey wrench, question yeah. mark. Because it looks like a monkey yeah. wrench. It does, yeah. Doesn't it, I think the Doctor even describes it when Ian's son wrote, doesn't he? He says it looks like a spanner or something, doesn't he? He looks like... Yeah, looks yes, like he that. does. Yeah, yeah, he does say something about a spanner or something. Yeah, um, but he says to Barbara as he as he's like slowly walking towards her, "Why are you frightened? I'm your friend, yeah. and all this sort of thing." And uh, and he doesn't actually push her off the ledge. He puts his arm up, and then she falls off with a scream, doesn't she? Yeah, it's, I think because he's sort of it's like yeah, he's he's saying you know why are you afraid of me? Almost as if if it's her her fault if she's afraid of him it's her fault sort of thing and then he uses that fear he doesn't push her off but she backs off yeah um and and we find out afterwards that even though we get this wonderful scream from her and you think oh god yeah she uh, luckily her her fall was broken by a small branch <laughs> All right, well, meanwhile, back in the TARDIS, the Doctor's been analysing this rock that he found, you know, yes. in the cave, and he's realised that he's back on the planet Dido. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he works it out from a rock. He's pretty good. Yes, and apparently this is the very first time in Doctor Who's history where the Doctor mentions that he's been to a planet before. Yeah, yeah. Well, then... I don't know, didn't he say he... he, he Oh, well, that's later on, actually, the web planet. He says, yeah, you might be right, this might be the first time. Yeah, I saw, I saw it, this yeah. is the first time. I like the way he's talking to himself, you know? There's yeah, nobody really. else there, and he, he's giggling to himself because he's going to try and, you know, trick Ian. But well, then like, he can't big, trick Yeah, he's obviously a big Dido fan, isn't he? That's yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, he can't trick Ian because he was no. asleep when they arrived. So, yeah, and he's giggling away, but he's yeah, looking he's forward brilliant. to meeting the friendly people. Of the yeah, planet so he's, Dido. He, he's been here before and they were superbly friendly. Um, it's very weird later on he, he mentions that there was only a hundred left because that's not really a viable population is it? No, um, no. I can't see them surviving too much. Yeah, that's um, that's survivors. It's not a race is yeah, it? Yeah, that's not a race left. No. Yeah. Um, when Ian manages to get back to the TARDIS and see the Doctor I've got it written here um the Doctor asks Ian if Coquillian had something that looks like a spanner. Yeah. 
And then in quote marks, it's a ray used in construction work. Yeah, they. Uh, he goes, uh, yeah, it's a ray they use in construction work. They just invented it last time I was here. And I thought, did they just invent it? Or did you just invent it, Doctor? Yeah, I, I wonder if he's the one that invented that and gave it to them. Um, but yeah, a nice little scene. I do like the fact as well that when he, when Ian gets back to TARDIS, the Doctor comes out and he says, oh, it's too dark. So he goes and gets a big old torch. <laughs> I love that torch. Of, yeah, it's <laughs> such a good one. And it's it's a sort of little realistic touches we don't normally get. Because normally caves are very brightly lit, aren't they? And no matter mm. where they are. It's a good set, actually. But, uh, yeah, he the Doctor's instantly worried about Barbara. Because um, what I didn't realise as well, because it, it, Ian doesn't know Barbara wasn't following him. No. He I thinks think she's under the rocks. Yeah. He's a bit unobservant, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> Because it was quite a walk they went down. It wasn't, you know, I know on the set it's like literally two foot away. Yeah. But it was meant to be a bit of a walk up that thing. And it's like, did you not notice she wasn't following you? No. Right. Next, I have put, Coquillian goes to the ship and bosses Vicky around. Yeah. Oh, he's a git. He is a git. Yeah. Knocking all her crystals out of the way. We don't know at this point that that Barbara is actually there underneath the covers. Um. Um, here we go. I've got question marks here, right? He says he's the only way that he's, he's the only one that can save her and Bennett from his people. Yeah. But we haven't seen any question mark, question mark, question mark. I think well, this is where yeah. it's like, hang on, where yeah, are all these going, people oh. then? Mm. Yeah, because the story he's told Vicky is that um, the Dido, Didoian, I don't know, the Dido people, um, they. Uh, they they went to the they asked for the meeting with all the people and the whole rocket went and she had flu or something so couldn't go she was ill. Um, they came out and, and killed everyone, but they weren't dead. It, it wasn't that they all died as well. And he's telling her that they'll kill her and he's the only they'll kill her and Bennett and he's the only one stopping his people from doing it. Mm. But yeah, it, and I think the doctor later on does also say, if, you know, you've never you've never seen any of the others, mm. or Ian does. Um, and I think that's sort of that that's sort of showing up the naivety of Vicky, isn't it? Um, yeah. Quite quite well, but yeah, she because you you would you would sort of well, I like to think we would twig it a bit earlier. Yeah, I've I've written here. Everybody on board went to a grand meeting. What do they mean by everybody? How big is this spaceship? Because we only basically see two rooms. Is the rest in the other half of the broken bit? I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it must be bigger because. You've got on the model. You've got two sizable sections, and I'm, <coughs> pardon me, I'm assuming it's the height of the room you see is the the height of the rocket, you know, the width of the rocket, whatever you want to say. So it must have a, another section, but it can't be many. I think mm. they don't say how many people are on there. No, that just that they all went mm. to this grand meeting, yeah. and uh, Vicky couldn't go because she was ill. Yep. And then Bennett staggered back after this explosion. Um, I've got a question here. How long ago did this happen? That wasn't mentioned, was it, uh, at all? No, we don't, we don't find out, but we get the feeling they haven't been long here, have they? So the rescue ship is 69 hours away. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I get the feeling it's not that long ago. A mm. couple of weeks tops, perhaps. Yeah, I've also got written here... Why didn't these two die? 
question mark because I'm still thinking there are villagers. Ah, okay. You're so you're thinking why didn't the Didodian Diodio yeah. you know, them lot? Yeah. Why didn't they kill him? All oh, right, that's good. So it's still fooling you at this point. Yes, it's still fooling oh, right, me. Yeah. But my main big question mark comes up because Coquillian says he's going to go and see Bennett, and he yeah. and he uh, goes to the door, knocks on the door, and Bennett says, "You can't come in." And he goes, "It's Coquillian." Yeah, and he goes in, right? Yeah. And then I've put Bennett can't walk, but then he comes in and says Coquillian has gone. Where? So this is where it's like, uh-oh, there's only one yeah. door in that room and there's only one door out. Where's he gone? And how come yeah. this man who couldn't walk is now walking? Yeah, I I, I sort of thought that. And I, I thought, I wonder if that middle middle section has got, like, the wall where the camera is, that's missing. Mm -hmm. It can't really because it wouldn't, it wouldn't, why wouldn't you go in and out that rather than using the door? So, yeah, it... It uh, yeah, that's a bit of a red light and a big big flashing red light. Yeah. Something's up. But I'm going along with it. I don't yeah. mind it. It's all good fun. And I tell you what's really good fun is uh, the Doctor and Ian on the ledge. Yeah. We don't ledge acting. Yeah, this like ledge that. acting because the Doctor looks down and says, "Oh, quite a chasm." And then almost immediately after that, you see a long shot and you can see it's about six feet off the ground, and then you've got this duff creature. Yeah, on the uh, bottom. That's not a chasm, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It very much reminded me of the uh, the chasm acting we had in um, the Daleks. Yeah, the first Dalek story. Yeah, um, they, they're putting their all into it, but the set isn't really helping them out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the, the Ian's going, "Careful, Doctor! It's very narrow here." And then you see a shot, and you go, "It's about three feet, mate." <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you it is good fun. It, 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 you know, it, fun. It, 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 it's charming stuff, all this. And yeah. uh, they get to that spike trap that's there for absolutely no reason. I don't understand the logic of this trap. Well, I, I couldn't work this one out because it's presumably this is the Dido's of set this one up. Yet they're a supremely peaceful yes. race. So, Because uh, we're not saying Kakillian is... Set this up. I'm no, 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 no. It, it's, 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 it's too old. It's the it? native people. Yeah. What is the purpose of going along? Because the doctor says somebody's been along here before yeah. because you've got all these roundels built on the wall yeah. and everything. And he says um, they fooled you into grabbing that trigger mechanism. But yeah, I don't. Unless this is. I suppose you could, if you're, if you're going to be very, very generous and work out a history of the Dido people, perhaps they're supremely peaceful because they used to be a bit. Uh, warlike and mm. fighting in tribes and that, and perhaps this is a remnant from that. Yeah, but it's never explained. But I don't it's mind it. No. I don't mind it. I mean, later on, if we, if we were like twenty years in the future from this, I'd be irritated by it. But you know, yeah. um, I'm, I'm 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 quite happy to go along with the you know the lightweight silliness of this, and yeah, not everything's it's, explained. It, it it's very um, Fireball XL Five, isn't it? It's that. It's probably a, a bit above that, but it's that sort of you. You accept it. You go, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and it cracks along. That's the thing. It's not. It's not sort of focusing on this. Yeah. Well, this spiky traps point, like this are a trope of yeah, the sixties, yeah. aren't they? I mean, we yeah. had them in the credits of Captain Scarlet, That's true, Batman, yeah. and Robin in the TV series would come up against spiky Raiders traps. Raiders of all the, the Lost Ark, mate. Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carried on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, so when episode two starts, uh, yep. we've got this unfortunate, very wide shot yeah. where you can see the yeah. ledge, the creature, the spikes, and everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what I say. They're pushing the envelope here. It doesn't quite work in this because the only effect they had, to, sort of in there, was overlay, wasn't it? Which wasn't a great effect. No. Um, did uh, when you watched the credits? Did um, Kakillian's name? Tag, no. uh, sort of twig, twig you off I now know all about this, but yeah. no, not at the time. No, um, I, I still didn't. I, I, didn't, I hadn't twigged the twist. At I all. Like I, this. I thought you would twig. <laughs> I thought you would. You'd get it straight away. <laughs> nope. But yeah, I like in this that you didn't get it. Even when Bennett says, you know, he's against any sort of trap set for yeah. Coquillian and saying, you know, if it fails, then we're in big trouble. I still wasn't. I still hadn't figured out that it was him. I knew yeah. something was up between him and Coquillian, but not that the two are the same. Yeah, because you could you could put it down that he's just a coward, or he's terrified, or he's you know he's too scared to uh, to make any move against Coquillian. Yeah, I think that's um, how I was Bar reading Barbara it. Sort of says, doesn't she? We could, he doesn't know I'm here. We could use it to our advantage and ambush him when he comes in. It's Bennett's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that might hurt me. I mean him. Um, <laughs> if he had done that, I would have figured yeah. it out. But no, the only thing that was ringing uh, alarm bells is the fact that um, he seems to walk quite well when we saw yeah. him when he was supposed yeah, to be cripple. almost a uh, cripple. Yes, yeah. Do you still say cripple? I don't know anymore. Invalid then. Invalid. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like the next bit where um, Vicky's gone outside and. You've got this this duff creature. Is it called the yeah. sand creature or something? The sand like? beast or sand the sun. creature or sand. Yeah. yeah, who's just inside a little cave looking yeah. at her. But beyond him, there's somebody standing there. There's yeah, a stagehand or something. Well, you see him move out the I think way. It's, it's Ian and um, Ian and the Doctor. Is it? This, yeah, because this is all... This is the, 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 the cave set entrance is just off of where they were filming that bit. So I think it's literally them. Because... <laughs> When the scene cuts back to them, they're moving in the same way. Yeah, it was all it was all done sort of live, wasn't it? Basically, mm. like recorded but filmed as right. if it was live. Oh, but yeah, right. I think it's uh, I think it's Ian and Doctor just off in the next bit of the set. See, that's I quite, like quite charming bit, as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It's it, it's old school. I like this as well that as a as a viewer, you're with Barbara on this, and it's like there's a scary monster. The Doctor's just been sort of saying how scary it is. And it's creeping up on Vicky. So what you do? Do um, you do? You get the flare yeah. gun. Yeah, you you murder it. Uh, <laughs> and I love the fact again, very David Whitaker. The twist again is that no, it's Vicky's pet. Yeah. It's the equivalent of um, Barbara's just shot a dog. Yes. You know, and Vicky's really good. She is absolutely cut up about this. Well, obviously, I think I the, would be, yeah. Obviously, be this is this has been put in to show yes. you know Vicky's yeah. you know emotional range, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it, it it sort of works. It's not too obvious that this is the reasoning for it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I like this scene. Um, the uh, the the gun effect reminded me of the Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. X-ray laser gun to yeah. type firework effect. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Um, the Doctor and Ian reach the ship. And as yeah. they reach the ship, Coquillian comes out that door on the ledge that they, the yeah. Doctor and Ian couldn't open. And we get this great view of his spiky feet. I really do like his spiky yeah, feet. Yeah, great. Uh, and also, because we see a few shots, and I think this one, you see him walking. And um, normally with these sort of flippery feet, they'll be stepping on the feet. But 
I imagine, um, I presume it's Ray Barrett actually playing when he's walking about like this as well. And he's really, it seems to have practiced walking in them, so you don't think it's anything wrong. It, it works really well. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Um, next, we have the unscripted, yeah, the cocky licky. That's, yeah, uh, cocky licking. Yeah, that, that, that was totally unscripted. That was an ad lib yeah. during recording. You, well, you can see that um, uh, that uh, William Russell is almost cracking up saying it. Yes, it? Yeah. yeah. I bet it was like, I'll get that in, I'll get that in. What can they do then? <laughs> they, can't, they can't afford to stop for that sort of thing. No. So, yeah, I imagine as an actor, you could get a bit a bit in there, a bit of a laugh. Do you think he got, he got told off for it, though? Probably, I imagine. Mm. All he's got to do is say, uh, look at Willie Martin, you never yes. it in. <laughs> Bless him, he does stumble, stumble over some of the lines yeah. in uh, in this one, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he does, bless him. Right, all my question marks are, are coming thick and fast now. Oh, when right. the Doctor goes to see Bennett and yeah. uh, we have exactly the same, you can't come in, that yes. I've heard earlier. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, uh-oh, something's wrong. Um, and he, he he manages to force his way into the room, and Bennett has gone. And there's yeah, just I, like a tape recorder. That's when it's like, aha. Yeah. I do like that William Hartner really bashes away at that door. And then when he chucks that girder down on the bed, it looks really heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well done. Yeah, but yeah, the tape. I interesting that that stated it quite badly. It's, it's well in the future, and it's a tape reel to reel tape yes. recorder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he finds that trap door, right? Yeah. That's when I think the penny dropped with me, and it's like, hang on. Yeah. I have not seen Bennett and Coquillian together. No, that's true. Yeah, you, because it's going so fast, you don't really realise until that point, do you? You go, uh, um, we've not yeah. had a shot of them talking. Yes, but, but then, I mean, you said earlier that Vicky's quite intelligent. Has it not occurred to her she's never seen Bennett and Coquillian together? Um, you would hope so, but then I suppose this is a this is a young girl that's just lost not only her father but everyone she knew on the rocket. Trapped on it, I, yeah. I, this again suggests to me that it's not that she's not. They've not been there for that long. Because I think more than a, a week or two weeks of time, you would go. Hang on. Yeah, something's up yeah, here. Yeah, something's up here. Hmm. All right, well, um, you know, Ian and the others, they go into the room, find yeah. out the Doctor's vanished, and uh, the, 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 the Doctor's vanished because he's in this smoky passageway um, and uh, finds this chest of robes. And I love it. I love the, I love the reveal of this good, because yeah. the Doctor, without even turning around and knowing that Coquillian's there, he says, come in, won't you? Yeah, this, I, this is a great bit of, of acting and, and stunt work and that from William Hartnell again shows what a good actor he was yeah I love this it, he's not he's, he's not even bothering to look he's got such disgust for this guy and he go yeah it's like come in won't you you know that uh, those masks should only be worn on ceremony occasions. yeah it's, ceremony it's a hall occasions. of judgment yeah it, and brilliant. he said it's rather fitting and and yeah there's no dramatic music at all I love the right. way you know the reveal is he calls Coquillian Mr. Bennett yeah, you know, and I love that. I I, I love this very yeah. matter-of-fact way that we find out the twist in this tale. Yeah, there's no jarring. Dun dun dun. You would now, wouldn't off. you? He just yeah, you would now. He just takes the mask off. He knows he's banged to rights, isn't it? It's like well, yep. I'm going to yep. kill you anyway. So, and then you get a, a for the time 
a really well choreographed good fight scene with William Hartnell. Yes. It's like, blimey, well done, mate. I was expecting, you know, a long shot and a stunt yeah. double, but it's not. That is William no, no, Hartnell. It's William Hartnell doing it live on the set. You yes. Know, it's not, not cutting away to a stunt double and you get the old Kirk music, you know, da, 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 da. No, William Hartnell and Ray Barrett fighting yeah. away. Brilliant. But before they have that tussle with the spanner, right, yeah. he says, he explains. He comes out with a backstory, doesn't he? Yeah. He, yeah. he he killed a crew member when the ship was in flight. Yeah. He this was arrested. Really. Yeah. He was arrested while the ship was yeah. in flight. The ship crashed, and he bumped off the rest of the crew at this grand meeting, and all the, or he thought all of the yeah. locals. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a man that's so lacking in any sort of morals or goodness. So he's. He's killed someone on the flight. He's been caught, and just to cover up his guilt, he's willing to murder everyone. Yeah, yeah. And he's keeping Vicky alive so that it adds a bit of uh, a bit of authenticity to his story. That's the clever the bit of it because yeah. when he's saying about you know uh, blah 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 blah, and it's like that he's stranded and they're all dead. Yeah. I was getting echoes of. Um, it the terror from beyond space oh, you know yeah, where they yeah, pick yeah. the guy up from mars and everyone's yeah. dead and they you're the only one left you must yeah, have killed them all they don't trust him because he's he's the, he's only, the only one left yeah. but yeah he didn't kill vicky because she would support his story yeah. when they got back to earth yeah it's 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 horrible but it is a clever plan yes and he's you know. assumed this role of coquillian yeah. to enforce how terrible the people are yeah and i love this that this is where we find out that that's not that is a mask that's not meant to be their faces that's just the mask it's presumably their god or something because because it's the same face that's on the ring pools in it in the cave yes you know the big door knocker things um and that's you know when when the doctor's sort of is told by him what kakillian looks like he that's when he twigs and he knows this can't be because that's he knows that the Didoian people are just human. And this is why this story is yeah. so clever, and David Whitaker is so clever, because yeah. Vicky was ill. Vicky never went to the grand meeting. Yeah, Vicky exactly. doesn't know that the this race on this planet didn't look like Coquillian. Yeah. Yeah, she has no reason to doubt that it. Is his face. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that is the genius of it. And and you know the really and that's why I can forgive the robes. Um, because yeah. they are robes, you know. Yeah, they're just robes. Yes. A tubby actor in robes, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it works perfectly. And at that point, I'm, I'm still... I, I wasn't sure about this, but when you get yeah. two blokes coming, not making a noise, yeah. and, uh, you know, they force Bennett back and Bennett falls to his death off that ledge, and it's like, are these spirits? Are these, you know, what? Yeah. I didn't realise at that time what was going on. Yeah, the first time I saw it, I thought that it's like, oh, are these like, are these spirits of the crew and that? But no, they're the they're the the Dido people. Um, I I, th I love it that they don't say anything. No. Um, I wonder how much of that was we can pay the actors less versus. Uh, I think it's very yeah. effective to yeah, just I have them, yeah. you know, because yeah, I mean, the Doctor passes out at that point, doesn't he? Yeah. And um, and you know and we have that scene where the doctor tells you know Vicky the truth and everything and yeah. about how you know Bennett killed her father, and and she joins the crew. But you see these two blokes, 
uh, destroy the ship's radio because they don't want the yeah. rescue ship to come along. Well, the Doctor says they're not going to let the rescue ship land. Yeah, they want nothing um, to do with yeah. these Earthlings, do they? Well, I mean, they're, they're presumably hundreds of surviving people. They're down to down. It's just two of them. And you know what? I'm not entirely sure they're going to breed anymore. No, I don't think so. Unless there's something else with these Didoans. Um, yes, might yeah. be. Might be. That's yeah. the end of them, really, um, isn't it? But, the doc yeah, the Doctor's surprisingly touching when he's talking to Vicky and sort of, you know, explaining to her. This is a side of, of Hartnell's Doctor that you don't see that very often. Um, no. But this this is what annoys me when you see sort of, certainly before the DVDs come out, the, the general fan consensus was the first Doctor was crotchety and mm. angry and not very likeable. He's supremely likeable. Yeah. You know, he, he is a lovable character. Yeah, it it's this way I think you should watch as many Hartnells as you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, due to this podcast, I'm yeah, seeing yeah, far yeah. more than I've ever seen before. Because so. <laughs> you presumably, you would, it would be well down the road that you would watch any of these, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've, I've said before, I'm, you know, in my later stages of collecting Doctor Who DVDs, yeah. I'd go into HMV and just look along the line and invariably it would be towards more like a John Pertwee or a Tom yeah. Baker that I hadn't got because you know there are uh, gaps in my even my John Pertwees and Tom Baker especially the later Tom Bakers yeah. um, and eventually the plan was to you, you know do the second and first Doctor and then at some point you know the fifth and the sixth yeah. um, but so no I'm, I'm, I'm glad we started this podcast because I'm, I am filling yeah. in my uh, my Doctor Who knowledge. I hope you, listener, if you're out there, um, you, you know, and you haven't seen some of these stories, that you go, oh, well, yeah. I, I'll buy that, watch that, or watch it on BritBox or whatever, and uh, come back and listen to the uh, podcast afterwards, you know? Yeah, let us, if you have done that, let us know on Facebook um, what you thought of it. Because it, it, it saddens me immensely. I'm, I'm on quite a few Facebook Doctor Who groups, and sort of fans that came in at New Who... And sort of say, oh, I can't get into the classics, and it just saddens me. There's so such a wealth of brilliance. What I don't understand is when you see somebody, yeah, and, and you, you know they're big fans due to New Who. They don't yeah. know classic Who, and they go, "What's a good start story to start yeah. with?" And it's like, "Well, start at the beginning. Start at the beginning and work on." Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. If if you like New Who. But you don't know classic Who, you have all those years worth of stories yeah, to discover for the first time, and I envy you for it. You know, I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm enjoying doing this podcast vicariously living through you. So mm. when you haven't seen a story, because I've seen them all, but when you haven't seen a story, it's like lovely to see it through fresh eyes. Yeah, and this has been a yeah, terrific really story. I've, I've really yeah. enjoyed it. And something I haven't mentioned about this story, especially episode one, is I cannot believe how fast that 22 yeah. minutes went. That flashed past. It really did. It, it shows you don't need, you know, hours and hours to tell a good, concise story. I mean, it helps that you've got such a great writer as David Whittaker who is an absolutely amazing story editor and a great writer and this 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 sort of story also reminds me very much of of the Hartnell era annual the first one mm. um, in the day I mean the 
there's some slight doubt, but pretty much most people think that David Whittaker wrote, or at least had a good hand in writing a lot of those stories, and certainly the feature in there that describes Doctor Who's character. And um, this is sort of straight from that. You could picture this written as a in the Doctor Who annual, and I, this is this is the period I absolutely adore in Doctor Who. Mm. I, I, I love it. Yep. Totally agree. <laughs> All right, so uh, um, no, obviously no Earth date. I mean, they give a year, don't they? It's like yes. twenty-eight something, but we're not on Earth, so we can't no. do that bit. Um, so uh, right, here we go, Coquillian or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, cocky licking. Cocky licking. Um, right, design rating. Um, I, I I like the design. I think again the, the designs for for him and the knocker the big knocker still exists um i think he's, he's a really good design i know it's meant to be a mask it's, i mean nothing moves on it because it is a mask um and if it was i think if it, if this was meant to actually be the alien then it would then you could go hang on it's a bit immobile isn't it but it's really it's almost like a wasp isn't it i thought it's got very insectoid it's got antennae mm. and things like that um yeah i'm not a great fan of the uh the portly um, kimono he's wearing. Yeah, um, but the face though, and the hands yeah, the and the feet. The face is really good, and the feet and hands. Yeah, I think I think it's a cracking design. I, I'm going to give this a uh, a seven. All right. Well, I gave it an eight because right. I think it's really really smart. Yeah. Um, so all right, that's seven and a half. I, what what, what colour do you think this was? Is it all God, black and whites? Because it looks like black and whites to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it doesn't exist anymore. And the, the drawings are all in, you know, pencil and paper. There's no um, colour stills no, of it anywhere. No colour stills exist in front well, That's a shame. Oh, I kind of wonder what colour it is, yeah. It looks black and white to me. It looks totally monochrome to me. Perhaps we'll have to wait till Eagle Moss bring out a cocky licking figure. Yeah. They most probably go black and white because they don't know. They would, yeah. 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 All right. Well, what about how effective... The fella um, is. This, yeah, I, I, I love this. I know it's, this is so, it's so weird, isn't it? Because this is a person playing a character, and we're sort of doing the character Harry play. But I love the voice. I love the way he moves. Mm. Really good. Um, he's creepy as hell. The, the shots help. Like you say, when he just suddenly appears, there's no build-up. It's really good. Um, so, I, I'm. I'm tempted to give him a nine, but I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to give him a nine. Stuff it. Okay. I, I think he's great. Well, I gave him an eight and a half. I went right. from eight to eight and a half because, yeah, that voice is yeah. brilliant. Super. You can tell that Ray Barrett is a voice actor, can't? Yes. Yeah. 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 So good. Yeah. All right. Well, that gives him an effectiveness of eight point seven five, and then if I add that to his seven point five. And divide by two, he has a adversary rating of eight point one, which is pretty, pretty high, darn high. Now, just yeah. turn my pages over. Eight point one gets him into a caravan, obviously. But is he sharing? I don't one? think we. Yeah, I don't think we've had eight point one before. No, nope. he is alone at I number eight point one. Yes. Because he, he can lay on the bed and pretend to be lame. <laughs> now, the nearest uh, caravan to 8.1 yeah. is, is number 8. 
right? Right yeah. next door. And that's where uh, our, our old friend Lytton is oh, living, right. all by himself. The, uh, the Dalek version of Lytton. Yes. You know, the better version yeah. of Lytton. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're neighbours, all right? Well, I think they'll probably get on. They're both mass murderers, so... Yeah. Well, they we've just... figures, they? Also, we've just said maybe, you know, uh, this guy's, you know, colour scheme is black and white, and Lytton in his Dalek yeah. troop, trooper outfit was like black, black and, and dark yeah. grey. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's that. Behind the scenes. Right. David Whitaker in the original script described him as wearing a long robe. So, you know, the robe's yeah. not a shortcut. Yeah. Uh, shoes shaped like an animal's or bird claws. Yeah. His face is that of a fierce animal too. Right. Oh, is that all he? Is that all he described it as? Yes. Yeah. All oh, right. So, yeah. well, so it was all Raymond Kuzik again. Yes. His Definitely face, though, genius. was created by Daphne Dare, oh, and it's, right. it's funny you should mention Wasp because she based it on a close-up of a fly's head. Ah, right. Yeah. It's very insectoid. It's it? a very stylized fly, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, you said earlier, Ray Barrett, a stalwart of the Jerry Anderson shows, um, uh, played Sam Shaw in Stingray. He was John Tracy in Thunderbirds, and he was the Hood in Thunderbirds. Oh, and there's a couple of times. I didn't know he was the Hood. Yeah, there's a couple of times in in when he's playing uh, Bennett, I can hear the Hood. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, and I could hear bits of Sam Shaw definitely. Yes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, in the credits, he's listed as Sidney Wilson. Yeah. That didn't tip me off whatsoever, because it sounds like a normal name, doesn't it? Yeah, Sydney yeah, Wilson. Could be an actor's name. Yeah. yeah, the Sidney is from Sidney Newman, and the Wilson is from Donald Wilson. Yeah. And, and was uh, it JMT that started that? No, uh, no. Anagram trick? His, like, monkey wrench thing in oh, the yeah. script is described as an oblong box the barrel of which is studded with little bulbs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they not, mean light bulbs or daffodil bulbs or what, you know? Because it's not oblong either when you see it, is it? It's no. A, it's a weird little thing. Mm. It would be probably an interesting one to make. It's a bit glittery for my life. I don't understand the point of it because the doctor says, oh, yeah, they just constructed that. You know, they just de- yeah. um, invented that for the construction construction industry he doesn't really use it apart from to make that uh, cave mouth fall in he, yeah, doesn't, he doesn't really use doesn't it really does he use it. no because I, I wonder if has he used it in front of it sounds awful has he used it has he got it out and used it in front of Vicky <laughs> because I'm presuming he uses it to threaten her but unless she sees it working you're not going to recognize that as a gun are you you're going to yeah. go, oh, your hair dryer's all right. Yeah, how's he going to work it? What's he going to threaten yeah. her with, you know? I, I, yeah, I don't... That's why I, I think this is... I don't. I think this is, like, a very recent thing. I think this is still in the first few days of this plan of Bennett's. How old is Vicky meant to be? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I think she's meant to be quite young, 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, because this is... This is reminded me of when we were doing the 13th Doctor last and you've got you know the tape recording of a monster roaring to fool that child into thinking that there's a threat it's the same sort of thing really isn't it yeah I think she's she's meant to be because Susan was meant to be well assuming she wasn't a time lady she was meant to be 15 wasn't she 
and I think they went a little bit older, but not too much, because um, Vic has gone through school and left school. Yeah. Um, you know, she she spent uh, upwards of a w- an hour a week in the classroom. Mm. <laughs> in, she says in the web planet. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, I'm sure I've read somewhere that it was um, 17. Right. I'm sure. Okay. Um, yeah, Ray Cusack. Uh, designed the crash spaceship um, and as you say it was built by Shawcroft Models in uh, under 10 days from start to finish they did that and in the original script it was meant to have an England flag on the side of it it was a spaceship from England well I think um, I think it actually does you just don't see it because Ian at one point says well look did you see the flag it's 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 from uh, it's ours on, on that on that model shot Right. I think it has got it, or at right. least the drawings. Have, yeah, so I think it definitely. I've seen one with the flag on. Yeah, I'm being dumb jacket. here because Ian and Barbara at that point in this story, you know, there is no Earth flag that they no, would have no. seen. So yeah, it must be an English flag. Yes, well, we were still uh, we were still naive enough as a country to think we could afford to put someone in space. Well, this is the time yeah. of quite a mess, isn't it, and yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the last thing you uh, you mentioned it last time we were talking um, in viewing figures wise yes. this beat yeah. uh, the two Dalek stories that had been yeah. already been before it which this, is quite incredible. Uh, yeah, this got uh, thirteen plus million viewers and was the highest viewed story until City of Death, and City of Death only got that high viewing figures because ITV was on strike. Yeah. Um, so it, it's amazing. It's that is incredible, isn't popular, it? Yeah. And yet the rescue and you know Coquillian and that I don't see either of them mentioned much in fandom. No. I think it's possibly because he's not a real monster as far as he's not an alien. Right. And you tend to find that the 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 human adversaries like Salamander and you know people like that. They don't really get as much as a look in with fandom, do they? It's, it's, it's a bit, sh- a bit, a bit yeah. strange, isn't it? It is, because, uh, like you say, I, I, abs- I, I adore this one. I think it's a great. I mean, it's so quick. You can sit and watch it in less than an hour. Mm. Um, and it's, I, I can't think of really a, that many faults with it, other than the fact that, like you know, it was a sixties show and it was. For the you know for what we view now, it was low budget. Yeah, but, but you can forgive it. That. Push that, yeah, yeah. Because it it's just so everything else about it is is pretty brilliant. But yeah, it never it never features highly in. Well, that, you know, is that is a and shame. Fan polls and things like that. Yeah. But it is a great way to um, you know start off our <laughs> fresh new run. Of yeah, so Doctor Who adversaries. Fourth time round. Fifth time round. Fifth, fourth, something like that. Yeah. So here we go again. So yeah, what what yeah. a great start. So thank you for uh, choosing him. No, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Excellent. It, it, it restores my faith in my own choices. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, will, After will the backfire of yeah. the Rani last oh, time, God, yes. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was it. I was going to give up. We've but said will, it before. It's this. Continue? Yeah, first Doctor, you know, you know, is a palate cleanser. We've reset is, yeah. and we're starting off again. Will it continue? You ask. Yeah. Ooh. Next time, second Doctor, and my choice, right? Now, how how have you chosen this one? I've wanted to do this one for oh, right. okay. ever since the beginning because I'm yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pin my colours to the mask now, and I like chuffing love this adversary, oh. and I always have done. 
right? And um, how can I how can I put it? Right, I've got a very easy one which you will get immediately right. with okay. two words. You will get it. But I'm trying to think of something a bit more obscure. All right. Okay. Um, okay. All right. In this story, this is yeah. a story. It's a tale of two adversaries, right? Right. And I'm going for, in my mind, the far more interesting one over maybe the more logical one to go for. Oh, right. Okay. Let's have a think about this then. So, Trouton story, two adversaries. Are you playing this game, listener, by the way? Right. Yeah, you're probably See if you can beat Ian me. to it. Yeah. Um, two adversaries. Because a lot of the travel stories are very linear, aren't they? There's, there's mm -hmm. not much twists or turns. Uh, now I, I got I thought we'd well, the one I'm thinking of I thought we'd done, but perhaps we hadn't. It's not. Um, no, we, we we've done Tobias Vaughan, haven't we? Did we do Tobias Vaughan? No, we haven't. But that's right. not is him. It, oh, it's not him. Oh, I thought you loved him. Um, I do. Yep, but yeah. th I have more than one love in the Troughton era. That's true, yes. Um, you're going to have to give me another clue. All right. Well, as I say, two words. Yep. Right, and you'll get it. I know you'll get it. Okay. Right? And those two words are a name. Okay. Are you ready? ready? Let's see how quickly you get this. I, oh, I wish I had my stopwatch. Right, I'm going to give you a name. How quickly after saying it will you get it? Are you ready, listener? Okay. Are you ready to see how good Ian is? I have total and utter confidence in Ian, oh, God, Ian don't getting put this. Me under pressure. You will get it, Ian. Are you will go blank? Are you go ready? Ready. Mr. Mika. Oh, the Time Lord, uh, Warlord, War Games. War Chief. Yes. War Chief. Yes. yes. <laughs> It's yes. not the warlord. He's the other adversary true, yeah. in he, war. He actually, he's really good. Yeah, that's um, <coughs> uh, uh, Philip Maddock. Philip Maddock. Yes, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, um, uh, excellent choice. Yeah. Yeah. To oh, my mind, good. the war chief. This yeah. this mincing George Michael wannabe. Long yeah. before there was a George Michael serious period, you know, is is one of the delights of the war yes. games for me. So we've gone from one of the shortest stories ever to one of the longest stories this ever. This is why. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away here, all right, I will. I've started watching this um, oh, right. while we were still, you know, talking about the 13th Doctor. You know, yeah. Because it's a 10-episode epic, isn't it? Oh, no, it is, yes. I'm going to have to... Uh, I have faith in you, Ian. Early. Yeah, but I know you've watched it multiple times. Oh, I've, I've seen it, yeah. You I've don't need to watch times. it again, so... I We'll watch the. I'll, I'll watch some of the later episodes with Mr. Meeker in it. All right. Well. Um, well. Okay. Well. In that case, he doesn't arrive until episode three. All right. Okay. So right. I, I can watch. So you've got seven three. episodes to watch. All right. Yeah. I, yeah this another game changer. This one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Exciting. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to the yes. War Chief. Um, I don't know if I can grow my sideburns in that distinctive style in a week, but uh, maybe oh, I'll try. Set aside is like that. Sculpted I like, like his, that. He's, got, he's, he's definitely got fab swinging 60s look to him. I, I so want to see a colour photo. Viewer, listener, whatever you are, if you know of a photo, 
of you know the war chief that's yeah. genuinely in colour. Can you post it on Facebook, please, uh, before I we record? In, yeah, I picture him in sort of burgundy sort of colour. Well, like a, a crush velvet sort of crush velvet. Yeah, oh, mm. definitely. This is this is also one where. Um, because the print was in fair, fair, relatively good condition, the vidfire process on it has made it look like it was filmed yesterday. Yes, yeah. It's astonishing the DVD for this one. Yeah. All right, well, oh, there you a, go. Oh, exciting times. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad we've reset? It's right. Did you hear that? that By was... the way, I can tell you about the weather at a specific time of day. <laughs> Just say, what's the weather at 10 p.m.? Well, <laughs> what? that was random. <laughs> what a yeah. way to end a podcast. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> we should, I should have asked her about uh, Mr. Mika. Um, yes, I, I'm so looking forward to this. This is a good one. Yeah, it's nice to get back into early hue. Isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The All comforting right. blanket of, of who. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, so, yeah, Excellent. next time, all right? Okay. Good stuff. Right. Cheers, Ian. Right. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye.